Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, welcome back to Holy Spirit Feed. Some of you may remember in the last couple of episodes, in it, not of it, we did a part one and a part two, I'd mentioned that we were going to be doing a growth series and that that was kind of a foundation for why we as believers need to continue growing. So we're going to go ahead and continue with this, with this episode, which is called Growing Pains. As soon as you disconnect something from its source of life, it's dead. It's not growing anymore. Just an example, I like to walk, and I was out walking recently, and there had been a storm, so there were some tree limbs knocked down, and I noticed some of the tree limbs on the ground, they still had willows blooming on them. They still looked really good, and I thought, not for long. Once something has been disconnected from its source of life, it'll look okay for a while, but it's only a matter of time. It's the same with a flower. Once you pick it, the clock starts ticking until you will eventually see deterioration begin. It's the same with us in our walk with God. If you want to stay alive in Christ, you have to stay connected to the source and continue growing. When we have kids, we expect them to grow. In fact, they have to grow. How many know if you're a parent, we wouldn't survive If these cute little babies stayed babies forever, stayed in diapers, it's not normal to see a 12-year-old wearing diapers and still drinking a bottle, right? As parents, we couldn't make it, maybe, (laughs) unless our kids eventually grow up and fly the coop. Amen? Matthew 23, verse 23, this is Jesus speaking. He says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. And some versions say, have neglected the weightier matters. Okay, so he's saying, yes, you did some things that were good, but there's more, even more important, weightier, maybe harder things that you need to grow in. Don't stop at the minimum. If you do, you will backslide. You can't stand on a slant forever. How many know that? Eventually, you'll fall back. You know, it's hard to continue to grow in Jesus, but it's important. It's a weightier thing, and it hurts sometimes, but it's worth it. What sparked this message is I was just kind of walking and talking with the Lord one day, And I started thinking about um, this dating story of someone that I knew, and I thought about how they met and their relationship. And I was thinking, you know, if I did have to date again someday, I'm married, so I'm hoping I don't have to. Obviously, I date my husband, and if you're married, you should date your spouse for sure. (laughs) But let's say I did have to maybe advise someone, give them counsel on dating. Like, what would I say? And the Lord brought this verse to mind, 2 Corinthians six fourteen through 15. It says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion 
does a believer share with an unbeliever? And I prefer to say pre-believers. And you may know that if you've listened to previous episodes. And then Belial, I just want to explain what that is. It was a term they used in Bible times for evil or something that was of the devil. Okay, so it talks about being yoked. So a yoke, it's the idea that you are connecting yourself to someone or something. Like oxen, they get yoked together or hooked together. And we think of marriage, like don't marry an unbeliever. And I know everyone says, oh, missionary dating. Come on, I can date them and bring them to Jesus. Okay, fine. You know what? Bring them to Jesus first and then date them. Make sure that they are a genuine believer before you give them your heart. Because giving them your heart is being yoked. And let's just hit the brakes for one moment just to say, if you're already married to an un or a pre-believer, don't give up and divorce them. Like, don't just drop it. Um, You can have an impact on their life from within the marriage. You're in a covenant, so don't bail. And we can't really go into that in detail, but, you know, let God bring them into the family. Every situation is different. But in general, depending on the situation, give God a chance to move in that marriage and in that person's life. All right, so back to people dating, like what would be acceptable or a good idea or a good reference to say, okay, yeah, this will probably work. You know, I thought, well, one of the deciding factors would be, first off, are they a believer, like genuinely? Secondly, are they growing? And then if so, are they in agreement to always be growing in Christ? Then, okay, hey, you know what? Date, get married, have at it. And these are just general things I'm speaking about, but we have to start somewhere. We have to start with a standard with things. If not, we will get tossed to and fro and wind up going with the flow of the world and not the flow of the Spirit. And it's not just dating people, but everyone who is a believer. Are you growing in your relationship with Christ? The goal is growing for believers. It's not stagnating. There's a popular song. It goes, I have decided to follow Jesus. Take this world and give me him. You know what? According to the song, at least, you have to give up the world. And you know what? If you are following Jesus, a side note, I'll just say, he goes to church. Amen? Come on. Church is his idea. So talking about not stagnating in our walk with God, we can get stagnant and not even realize it. There's a show that I like to watch. It's um, called Unsellables. And basically the gist of it is people, they sometimes live in their house for like 20 years. And then they try to sell it and they don't understand why it's not selling. They don't see that they quit. They quit not only maintaining it, but upgrading it, adding new paint to keep it updated. It's the same with our spiritual life. You can't coast on yesterday's presence. You need fresh presence, daily bread. That's how you keep growing. We can't live spiritually dried up and dead. Like we we have to be alive and growing or your life is just messed up. (laughs) This is just how I see it. Being stagnant as a believer is just kind of an oxymoron because it shows that you're not really believing. You know, spirit supersedes soul and body because you are spirit. You can have the best looking physically fit body and be fairly emotionally healthy and connected to others. 
But if your spirit is dead, you are toast. On the other hand, if your spirit is born again, and you allow your spirit, which is one with Holy Spirit, to guide you, you have the ability to step into prosperity of soul. And your spirit will guide your body into right decisions for a healthy, fit body. But we have to feed our spirit and continue to grow. If you aren't progressing in relationship with Jesus, you are backsliding. We talked about that earlier. It's plain and simple. You can't stay in one spot. You cannot stay where you are. You're either moving forward or going backward. You can't just ride the fence in this. It's in or out. You're not just a little saved. You're either following Jesus or not. There's really no compromise here. And personally, I sometimes wonder about some of the people that I know because I can't see the fruit of Jesus. Like there's no evidence, no self-control, no fruit of the spirit. It's, it's kind of confusing at times. And you might be thinking, well, it's a good thing that I'm not the judge of things, right? <laughs> and yes, we aren't to judge others, of course. Judge not, lest ye be judged. But while we don't judge people, we do judge fruit. We can see if someone is an active believer and they're growing in their relationship with God. John thirteen thirty five says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That's fruit. John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not just some commandments, but all. I feel like there should be no question who your Lord and Savior is if you are born again. I know this seems harsh, but it's time to get real, to just be real. No more sugarcoating, no more fluff. It's time for the Be Real app. I don't know if any of you know what that is, but it's just this app. Um, maybe some of you do it or your kids do it. And the gist of it is you get a notification each day, and then you have two minutes to take a front camera picture and then a back camera picture. And then you like send it out to millions of people or I don't know, whoever you're friends with on the app. I'm not sure exactly how it works. And I also don't know if it's all that real because in like real life, you would never do it but you get the idea. So let's just be real right now. Let's take a look at every view of your life. Are you a believer? And if you are, then you need to be growing. That song that we talked about, Give Me Jesus, there's a line. It says, give me Jesus over everything, over everything, over everything, over everything, not just a little, everything because he's the only way if any of you have ever done a keto diet you can't just do a little keto it doesn't work that way you're either doing keto or you're not there's no middle ground or you'll never make it into ketosis which is where you start burning fat you can't be a little pregnant you either are or you're not Are you okay with not staying in Jesus? You're just a little bit of a Christian here and there when it's convenient. I have this curling iron that um, you just clip your hair in it and then you push a button and it curls your hair for you. It's awesome. I don't have to do hardly anything. Like the curling iron just does the work for me. (laughs) Well, being a disciple of Jesus, it doesn't work like that. You choose him and then you work to grow to become more mature in Christ. 
I ran across this mice experiment. I think it might have, they might have talked about it on a TED Talk. And they were studying neuropathways in the brain. And they had two different groups of mice. One group had to work to dig for their food. They basically had these fruit loops and they would hide them. And then the worker mice is what they call them. They would dig and they would get their fruit loops and that's how they survived. Well, the other group of mice, they called the trust funds and they did not work. They just gave the trust funds the fruit loops and they, <laughs> they didn't have to do anything. They just handed them over to them. And the study showed that the trust fund mice were more depressed, anxious. They couldn't do things. They didn't progress in life. And the worker mice, they actually learned how to drive a car. They like created this little vehicle and, you know, figured out how they could have a little pedal for them to push and steer. But the trust funds, they couldn't or they wouldn't learn how to drive. You know, working to grow is good for you. If you don't work and grow, you'll wind up like a chubby little depressed entitled mouse who ate too many Fruit Loops. Come on, Christians. And, and that's just not who we are. We are triumphant. We are victorious in Christ. So let's just talk about some practical ways. How do I know if I'm growing? Question one, are you any different than you were when you started? When you became a believer, are you more like Jesus now? Second thing, do you know more word? Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, earlier we read that verse, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If that hit you in any certain type of way, and I ask that because it hits me, because I think if I'm not keeping his commandments, then do I love him? You know, if that hit you in any certain type of way and you thought about it for a moment or you're thinking about it now, then maybe you realize that you aren't following some of his commandments. And possibly it might be because you don't really know them. We've got to hide the word in our hearts. Next thing is every decision you make about you. Now, I know we talked earlier about being parents. <laughs> we kind of joked about we, we need our kids to, you know, grow up and move out of the house eventually. So if you're a parent, then nine times out of ten, every decision isn't about you. But you know what? Just think about it for a minute. Is every decision you're making or most of them about you or is it kingdom-based? Is it filtered through the fact that you're a part of a body of believers that needs you to sacrifice yourself, your time, your resources. You might say, well, hey, uh, sacrifice, that's overrated. I'm looking out for number one. Nope. That might be the way the world looks at things, but that's not the kingdom perspective. I think you should ask Jesus about that if that's what you're thinking, because he might say something totally different. We need you to step into your place within the body of Christ. So you need to do it not only for you, but for the other believers around you. Ephesians 4, 15 through 16, we're going to read New King James Version. This verse is about the body of Christ, which is us, believers. In verse 15, it says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him 
who is the head, Christ, from the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. When every part does its share, growth happens. So on the flip side, what if every part doesn't? Growth is stunted. Some of you may remember when I was little, at least, they used to say, don't drink coffee as a kid because it'll stunt your growth, (laughs) which I don't think that's true. I think that was actually just sort of a myth, but, and coffee is amazing. I drink lots of it now, but I'm not very tall, I guess. (laughs) Um, But as a body, you know, we can't have a body with stunted growth. Every joint supplies. So what are you personally supplying that is a sacrifice of yourself? You know, and if it's easy, it's not a sacrifice. When God comes into our life and we agree with him and we begin to grow, he brings revelation. We have an encounter with him. We receive an impartation of some kind for wisdom or gifts of the spirit. We are then to take action on it. Something should change about us. Growth should happen. I always say I don't like to preach messages or just do podcast episodes, and then everybody just goes back home and sits on the couch and does nothing with it. I'm not into that. Something in our lives should change so that something in other people's lives can change as well through us. Through our growth, someone else is impacted. Someone else turns to Jesus. Someone else begins to grow. And the cycle continues. We're going to break right there. Uh, We're going to pick right back up with this in our next episode. And you know what? I want to say, if you're in any way encouraged by this podcast, please subscribe and share it. Give it a five-star review. That helps people find it. In the past, God has put someone on my heart to share a message or forward a video or something. And I have sometimes not shared. I'll just be honest. Because I thought, oh, that person doesn't care about this. But here's the deal. They may not have grown in their relationship with Jesus and just don't realize that they need to. Hence, the series on growth. (laughs) This is why we're doing it. We can't stay baby Christians forever. God is calling us deeper, everyone. So please share. Ask God, who is one person that would enjoy this episode or another one and share it? It only takes a minute and it reveals maturity and growth to stop and think, how can I encourage another believer today? I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to cross the chicken line and maybe that person won't care. But you know what? If you're obedient to God, that's the point. That's important. So, all right. Thank you for listening. Join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed. 